Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Full Corporate Sports Show. I hope you guys are doing well. Happy, happy, happy Friday. It is the start of the weekend for, well, I guess for some people. But anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, thank you guys also so much for the support as, as well recently. Um, <laughs> you, I don't know, man. You guys are You guys are insane, so... I, I really don't know what I could even, I, it's almost like I don't want to ask for anything from you guys because you guys have done so much already and you guys continue to no matter what. So I, mean, I just really want to say I appreciate you guys. Again, just like I said the last episode, let me know, you know, for a, uh, what is it, for some sort of like giveaway or some sort of something I want I want to do something for you guys just please let me know if there's anything you guys would want to be done you know as for a giveaway like a couple of, of something I don't know let me know and I you know because I would love to help I would love to get you know get back to you guys for how much you guys have done for this show already so it's incredible but yeah just let me know I would love to do that and also if you guys would like to show your support Continue, even though I know you guys like to. If you guys would like to, uh, in a different sort of, I always say different sort of way, but like, other than just, you know, listening to the show, uh, it also helps if you guys give the show a rating review on wherever you get your podcast, actually. Uh, it just kind of helps the show, kind of lets me know if you guys enjoy it or not. So I would be much appreciated. But anyway, let's get into this episode this will be this will be a great episode and yeah let's just jump right into the first thing with all that being said so the first thing here in this the Jaguars are taking a big blow they lose in a comeback win for the Bengals 24 to 21 I believe it was Jaguars are taking a big blow with DJ Chark Jr out indefinitely after fracturing his ankle last night in last night's game. So not only did the Jaguars lose their 0-4, they also lose a big piece of their offense in DJ Chark. So fractured his ankle first quarter against Jacksonville. Uh, Ian Rappaport has reported. Coach Head coach Urban Meyer says, quote, tough one, I don't know the extent. I heard it's a broken ankle. And he was, sta- and he was starting to play well. That's a big one. End quote. So it was a it was a third play of the game on the opening drive. Injured after teammate James Robinson rolled on top of his leg while being tackled as the wide as Shark attempted to set a block downfield. Oof. That's a that's a rough one. So and obviously when you have you know guys like Trevor Lawrence, and then, you know, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chanel, Dan Arnold, you know, and then you look at this team and it's like, well, they're 0-4 and they had DJ Chark. Now look at, you know, yeah, it gets, I mean, James Robinson, he did have a really, he had a good game last night, so, but I mean, running backs can't always win you a game, so, you know, it's not like a wide receiver, but like, I mean, they they can win you a game, but 
you know, it's more than likely going to be a receiver or tight end or someone like that, or I guess a pass catch to a running back as well, halfback. But, yeah, I mean, this is just a big blow to this Jaguars team. I mean, they, they've just – nothing good has come out of this season for them so far. I mean, they're 0-4 now, and they lose a big big number uh, – a big piece to their offense. So that, that's a big blow. But I wanted to get into DJ Turk's stats as well. He, for his season so far, he's got 154 receiving yards already for seven receptions and two receiving touchdowns. For early on in the season, this is really productive. This is really productive for only three weeks into, for only, well, for only four weeks into the season now. This is really productive. And yeah, so not only, like I said, are they 0-4 now, but now you're also 0-4 and, and you missed D- and now you don't have DJ Chark. For I don't even know how long that would take to, to fix. I don't even know. But yeah, I mean that's just man. That's a big blow. So again, 154 receiving yards, seven receptions, two touchdowns, two receiving ones to be exact. Man, that is a really big blow. I, I feel bad for you, Jake Wars fans. Let me know. Do you guys think? Um, do you guys still think? You know, if any Jaguar fans are watching this right now or listening to this, first of all, I'm sorry. But um, no, do you guys think if you guys are a Jaguars fan or just a fan of football in general, do you guys think the Jaguars still like still actually have a chance to do anything without DJ Chark? Do you guys actually do you guys think they have a chance to turn this thing around this season, or do you think it's more just kind of like an adjusted season, like? It usually is when it comes to this kind of stuff. Let me know. I'm curious. But uh, that takes me into the next thing we have here. Uh, Our next set of news. LaShawn McCoy finally calling it a career. I guess not finally, but... I mean, it was getting getting rougher and rougher each time you played. Sort of. Because it's... You know... Getting older and all that good stuff. But anyway, retiring after 12 seasons in the league, signed a one-day contract. I don't know if he did or if he is still, but if he is yet to do, if he has yet to do it, he's signing a one-day contract with the Eagles to retire with them. So retiring after 12 years, signed. He's going to be set to sign a one-year, one-day contract. Excuse me, as a as it for with the Eagles to retire with them. That was announced Thursday. So obviously, 12 years in the league, second round pick in the Eagles back in 09. Came the successor to Brian Westbrook. We all kind of know about that. Broke his sec broke his came out and broke, you know, kind of had a breakout year his second year. Had 1,080 rushing yards, seven seven touchdowns. Also, with around that time, they had Mike Vick, so that was kind of, you know, a dangerous team at the time. Then the LaShawn McCoy really continues to break out, has keeps going absolutely crazy, racking up. He eventually gets to a point where he's getting 1,309 yards and 17 touchdowns, gets his first Pro Bowl, 
and All-Pro honors. Then he uh, kind of continues to be a beast for the next couple of years with them, breaking off, you know, capping off 1,300 rushing yards. Then they got to the playoffs uh, before they got sent out by Chip Kelly from but um, by Eagles coach Chip Kelly up. Sent packing for Buffalo. So he, it's safe to say he's had a pretty productive career, uh, but he rushed for 1,100-plus yards in both 16 and 17, so it took him those two years to combine that when he easily broke that back in, you know, first starting out his career. So obviously you could tell it was starting to get rougher for him, and that's why I said it was kind of starting to get rougher and rougher as he continued to play currently. I mean, it was just, you could tell it wasn't the same. I'm sure and that makes, and you know, that kind of stuff doesn't make it fun anymore either. When you have, when you're having those types of problems, it's just not as fun. But yeah, so just to get one, just to get 1100 plus, you know, rushing yards, it took him 16 and 17 to do so. Plus he also got to help Buffalo end their postseason drought that was a big thing at the time. And in 2017, along the way, McCoy also continued to streak Pro Bowl appearances from 13 through, to, through seven, 2013 to 2017. So that was kind of, you know, probably the most recent thing. But, yeah, so, you know, once you kind of start to hit that 30-year-old area, it's it's kind of when a lot of people say that you kind of start to lose your whole, like, step and everything. And, of course, he was, you know, still pretty solid back. But, I mean, he didn't really – he wasn't, like, that person that you threat – that you – that you – that was a threat back in 2009, 2010. But, you know, he definitely – he was he, – even currently, even when he played recently, he was still, you know, he was still someone to worry about, but it wasn't as big of a threat as like 2010, 2011, LaShawn McCoy. So, but let's get into LaShawn McCoy's stats I have, um, all, you know, career wise. So, he's played 170 games in total, he has 2,457 rushing attempts. For one thought for eleven thousand one hundred two rushing yards, five hundred eighty four, five eighty four. I don't know what that means. Uh, seventy three touchdowns, going for five hundred fifty one first downs. His first down percentage was a twenty two point four three percent. He had 83 20-plus yard runs, 17 40-plus yarders, and career fumbles only at 21. Out of 170 games, only at 21. He was he was definitely a real reliable guy, though. If, if, you, if anything about LaShawn McCoy has been learned, it's that he was always really reliable when you needed him the most. And like I said, even... Up till recently, he was always somewhat reliable. It's just that his playing time was so severely cut because he was, you know, joining these teams where they already had a main running back, and then 
you know, a main a main back, and he would just he would just kind of play off to the side if that player needed rest or whatever. And it wasn't that often. It's not like he played that much anyway. It was just kind of like a a, a simple thing. You know, it wasn't anything crazy. So it sucks to see you know guys like this leave because. And this is what's getting so tough about the current league for me is me specific, not just me specifically, but people born around my time is that, you know, back in 2000 is a lot of these guys that we grew up with watching around this time are starting to retire. So like, it's, it's sad because I mean, there's already quite a bit of guys that have retired in the league that I grew up watching. So it's just, it's sad to see a lot of these guys go because I grew up with their careers and stuff. So best of luck to LaShawn McCoy in his, in his uh, post football life. Uh, Just had, you know, he'll be able to just live life now and do what he wants and not have to worry about the grinding of a season anymore and not have to worry about all those injuries and stuff. And so it'll be good for him. Um, it's probably the best decision at this point, like I said. So just continue to bounce around and then not really see the ball that often. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you're not the main guy anymore. It kind of takes the fun out of it. But there is that. That is, again, very, very uh, – that, that, that's some sad stuff. But this gets me into the Buccaneers again. I mean, I say again because we've been damn near talking about them this whole week. But Antonio Brown has been activated off the COVID list ahead of his return also to New England, I guess you could say. He wasn't really there that long, but, I mean, he gets the go-ahead, the green light to play against and travel with the Buccaneers. So, announced Thursday, the Buccaneers did that veteran receiver Antonio Brown will be available against the Patriots coming off of the COVID list. So, obviously, eight days ago, landed on the COVID list following a positive test. He was that th- he was the third Buccaneer at that time to be put on the list and miss Tampa Bay's loss to the Rams. So, when they didn't have Antonio Brown last week, they went to second year. They went to second year receiver Tyler Johnson, as we obviously saw him have an increased role. Johnson goes on to go for sixty three yards, while Scotty Miller caught a pair of passes for eleven in the loss last week. So week one, Antonio Brown really kind of kicked it off with you know a lot of positives going on to catch for five passes for 121 yards and a, t- and, a t- one and, a, and a touchdown before then quieting down going into week two compared to his one catch for 17 yards. Now he might be able to resurge week four going against the Patriots. We'll see. I'm not too sure. But I do – I have heard and I, I, I wasn't able to find an article on it <clears throat> when I was looking for – on the NFL website, but I also heard that Rob Gronkowski isn't going to be able to, you know, isn't traveling with the team to New England, so he will not be available for the game. I guess it was looking like he was, you know, after last week's game, 
you know, it was a little bit rough at first, and then they thought, well, okay, he'll, he'll be able to play. You know, he's still going to probably fight through it. And then just a couple days later, you find out that, you know, it's worse than they expected, and he's just going to, you know, he's not going to be able to go with the team. So Rob Gronkowski will not be available for that game is what I'm hearing. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's true. So that is definitely a blow for them. But that's something to look forward to again, Antonio Brown. So that's some good news. Next thing here, we've talked about him before. Jet safety Marcus May. We've talked about him before. But he's injured with an ankle, and he will be out for three to four weeks. But it is said that he could return before the trade deadline, hinting at maybe a trade. As we know that there was some there was some back and forth going on between Marcus May and the Jets earlier this offseason. Uh this past offseason. So there's there's a, obviously something there still. You don't just completely get you don't just completely forget about that. Obviously, the whole thing before was about his contract. He's obviously a a very, very elite defensive defensive guy, and you know, he's not he shouldn't be playing on the franchise tag. Let's just say that he's a very, very elite defender and defensive back corner, whatever you want to call them. To me, they all basically kind of do the same thing realistically. I mean, corners, I mean, I guess really the biggest difference is corners just kind of obviously are in the back end of the field, whereas defensive backs kind of serve the same purpose, but they kind of go closer to the action. Uh, so, but yeah, Marcus may obviously very, very elite and he shouldn't be playing on a franchise tag. I mean, I, I, it doesn't, you know, you could look at Marcus may and say, yeah, he shouldn't be playing on the franchise tag. He should be being paid like a top guy. Cause he is, I mean, if you, if the jets essentially got rid of Marcus may, they're not really going to, you know, their defense isn't really looked at that highly unless, I mean, it still is, but I mean, you're, you know, you get scared of guys like Marcus May. And obviously when you see Jamal Adams forcing his way out, I don't think Marcus May is going to do that, but obviously he chose to play because it's football at the end of the day. But, yeah, so it was actually back in March when we talked about this, about him last, about there being problems with his contract and everything. And it's all just this big thing. I don't know where he'd go, but I could definitely see him. I could definitely see him, you know, being productive wherever he goes. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be, if I was the Jets, I'd be scared that Marcus May isn't isn't happy still. I, I honestly, I'd be scared. Um, he's a big, he's a big piece of that defense, and. I don't know. I mean, that safety position is very, very important. And, you know, when you also look at Marcus May playing, you know, when you look at Marcus May, he kind of like, he's really, the, the cool thing about Marcus May too is, yeah, like, he's not a cornerback, so like, you may be like, oh, he's not that, like, dangerous, like, I'd be more worried about a cornerback than a safety or a def or just a 
linebacker or just a defensive back in general. I mean, I'd still be scared of a safety, defensive back, linebacker. I'd, I'd, I'd be just as scared as that as I would be a cornerback. So I think Marcus May is definitely – I think he's definitely underlooked for sure, uh, especially for his position. But, he, you know, he could do some damage, so that's that's not good. But moving into the next thing here is Josh Gordon – Recently acquired from the, by the Chiefs after you know obviously coming back from being, um, what do you call it? Um, brought back from his suspension once again, but he will not be available available to play this weekend. I'm guessing because of he's got to learn the playbook and stuff. So Josh Gordon at this point's been almost out for two years actually. His last team was, I believe, New England. No. Was not. I don't think it was. But anyway, it's been about two years now since last time since Josh Gordon saw the NFL field. And for the first time, coming back after two years almost, he's coming back with the Chiefs. But Andy Reid confirmed it Wednesday to not expect Josh Gordon to be on the field this Sunday against the Eagles. Reed said, quote, it's going to take a while, end quote. Yeah, and, and then goes on to say, quote, it's probably not going to be this week, end quote. Yeah, I mean, you also, you know, got to get him back into form again and the practices, and then he's also got to learn the playbook at the same time. So, I mean, it, it might be a couple games by the time he plays again. But uh, you look at back in 2013, he actually led the NFL with 1,646 receiving yards, going, getting – Pro, you know, getting all pro honor nods second season. Then he started dealing with the substance abuse. Then it's kind of just been off track since then, on and off. Uh, nothing too crazy, nothing too special. Just kind of been back and forth. But, yeah. So, again, Josh Gordon not expected to be able to play this week or maybe the first couple or maybe not for a little bit. Like I said, he's got to get back into form, got to, you know, He's got. He's personally got to get back in form. He's got to learn the playbook. Got to get back into football shape. So it's gonna gonna take a little bit for that to happen. Obviously, and then leading me into the final thing we have to talk about for this episode is Richard Sherman signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year deal, like it usually is. So Tom Brady reaches out, essentially goes, "Hey." We're cornerback needy. Obviously, everyone knows the Buccaneers are. Hey, we're cornerback needy. Can you uh, you want to come? You want to come play for us? Essentially, he tries to do do some sort of recruitment. Richard Sherman goes out and says, "Tom Brady reached out. It's hard to resist. I understand that, and I don't hate him for it." But uh, yeah, so again, veteran cornerback Richard Sherman on his podcast actually confirmed that he was joining the Bucks. By saying, quote, I finally had enough conversations and came to a decision that I'm going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All the craziness and all the hate and all the tweets, and then everybody's mad because I didn't go to their team. I'm sorry. End quote. First of all, you're probably not sorry because you're playing with Tom Brady. Second of all, I don't know. Anyway, Ian Rapport does report on this, of course. Ian Rapport's a king. He's 
he, he, he's the goat when it comes to all these things. But um, no, Ian Rappaport reports on the Sherman deal, confirming it is one year, and it's a $2.25 million deal, including 500000 in guaranteed money. Tom Pelosero also continues to add that later on the Bucks confirmed Richard Sherman's signing. And then that Scotty Miller also has turf toe and has been put on injured reserve. to make room for Richard Sherman on the 53-man roster. So, uh, so yeah. So, Richard Sherman, as of recently, was gaining a lot of attention from multiple different teams. Obviously, he had conversations with the 49ers again, the Seahawks about potential reunions, and then also about Carolina. Uh, Richard Sherman continues to say on his podcast, quote, I went, I went with the best offer I had, the best opportunity to go out there and put some great tape on to lead another group. I feel comfortable and confident in my abilities to go out there and execute and help that team win, end quote. Going on to continue to say, quote, this was an opportunity I couldn't pass up, and I weighed all the options with my wife and family, and this is what we came up with, so I'm ready to just strap them back on and go out there and show that these old legs still got some juice, end quote. And obviously it was, you know, reach out from Tom Brady, says, hey, do you want to come here? We could use you. Didn't want to pass up an opportunity to go ahead and play with Brady. So already at this point at 33 years old, obviously could shows shows the, the veteran in him when he is healthy. But when he's not healthy, he's almost non-existent. And uh, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like you're there if you're there, but then if you're not, you know, you're not. So we'll see what side of Richard Sherman we get, you know. Oh, actually, let me discuss the whole, you know, cornerback needy, the whole reason why they're cornerback needy in the first place. Well, first off, you had Sean Murphy Bunting, who ended up injuring his elbow week down, you know, going down early week one. Then you also have Jamel Dean, who also went out with a knee injury in week three. And although he expected or avoided a bit significant knee injury with that, he is still expected to miss a couple weeks at this point. And then also Carlton Davis, who's been on the injury report with abdomen and rib issues up to this point. And then even in the Sunday's loss against the Rams, they needed special teamer D. Delaney, who only played – a total defensive snap in one in one time in, or in his whole career four times had to play for 51 plays on Sunday. So yeah, I mean it's definitely needed Richard Sherman. Uh, it's a it's a big strategy pickup right there for them, and it's he's pretty solid. I mean I don't know what side of him we'll get Sunday, but Sunday night. But you know we'll see. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Full Corporate Sports Show. I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I really hope you guys are just enjoying the podcast in general. Again, if you guys would like to show your support by rating the review or by by giving the podcast a rating review, that would definitely be appreciated. Again, just kind of lets me know if you guys enjoy the content or not, enjoy the podcast. And uh, yeah, it just kind of helps distribute it as well. 
Also, again, thank you guys so much for the support as well. I really just, you know, really wanted to say that again. You guys are awesome. And again, let me know as well. Like I said earlier, let me know what you guys would like for a giveaway or anything like that, as I would love to do that. So let me know. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you guys next time.